Ja, it was the worst time in my life. I think with this pregnancy, I ask God, God, why? Why am I pregnant now, especially in this time? I couldn't even afford a nappy or anything because my husband is also at home. At 35 years old, Tanya van der Heerfer was due to have her fourth child, right in the middle of lockdown. The days counting down to the birth were not filled with joy, but with dread. She believes it was only through the grace of God that she safely delivered her daughter on April 20th, a child she has named Grace in God's honor. I just cried before God, for, for, for God to help me. And I had nothing except a few baby clothes that someone blessed me with, a good friend of mine, and that was all I had. I didn't have a, a washer or a a bar of soap, nothing. And you know, God worked through people to come and bless me. He used um, Joni Fredericks and he used Harriet and they blessed me with everything. The blessings just came in. It was diapers, it was it was of everything, you know. And all the 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 only thing that I had to buy was um cotton wool and surgical spirits but they blessed me with everything god blessed me really with everything i didn't even need to buy anything community worker Joni fredericks was the guardian angel tanya had been praying for she too lives in tafelsuk mitchell's plain and could see people's circumstances in the area deteriorate as each day of the lockdown passed children were hungry and riots were breaking out in the streets. In a video which went viral on social media, Joni made a direct plea to the president. We heard grand schemes about uh, big funds where billions and billions of money were going to go in. We heard about partnerships with big NGOs and non-profits. Mr. President, the truth of the matter is most of the big resistant NGOs has closed their doors. And so it is people, and people like me, and Hafsa, Bernie, Marvin, it is people like us who live in the community that have to pick up the pieces and to take care of our communities in the best possible way that we know. Her impassioned plea for government help was met with silence. I started getting calls, um, the one call after the other, and then I, when I started getting calls from people who would uh, normally look after themselves, I realized that there's a, a trend and we needed to do something in order to, to assist uh, women getting uh, the es- essentials together for the, for the baby. One of those calls was from Tanya and hundreds of other moms in similar situations. Community Action Networks kicked in and Joni joined forces with the volunteer in Seapoint, Harriet Came. Nothing is possible by oneself. So um, luckily I'm part of the bigger Cape Town Together Network uh, with all the cans around the province. And so I put a call out for assistance in terms of, of new uh, of, 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 of people that could help with uh, new baby clothes and essentials or good second-hand stuff. And uh, through the can, uh, Harriet called me and said, Tony, I'm your person. I'm a yoga teacher and I'm doing all of this stuff with, with women and, and mothers. And through her network, she could immediately jump into action and start collecting for us. Donations have been pouring in and Harriet has been able to collect clothes and nappies for newborns. 
And I think she thought she was coming to get a couple of bags of baby clothes. I had a half a get. I mean, my filled, I've got an H1 van. I filled it up three times. And she was totally overwhelmed. And we just had an instant chemistry. She's an amazing chick. She's a very driven, very passionate. She's, a, she's one of life's givers. You know, she comes from a very unprivileged background. Harriet says every donation helps. Even people who can't be generous are being generous. So I've had lots of women who say, I haven't got very much, but I've got a couple of bags of half-open nappies. Can I give you those? Anything helps. So we're, our main primary focus is to create bags or kind of goodie bags, if you like, for women who are approaching labour in the next few weeks. And anything helps. So if it's not a whole, uh, if, if it's not a completely whole packet of anything, it's great. If it's an old baby grow, it's great. It doesn't, these, a lot of these women have got virtually nothing. So, but then there are other people who have got the resources and the funds. I had a brand new, not been used breast pump in, still in its box in a car seat. And, a, you know, it's been phenomenal. On a warm autumn Monday morning, Joni arrives in Seapoint to pick up the hall. Hello, my friend. How are you? Look at, look at us in our bright colours today. The sun, you know. Listen, where is this thing? Um, Have you had any sleep since I last saw you? My darling. Not much, eh? This is a work of passion. The friendly exchange interrupted by the ominous sounds of a fighter jet. Joni heads off from the Atlantic seaboard to Tarfusa on the Cape Flats. The two suburbs are worlds apart, but have come together in this time of crisis. I didn't think it was wise that a new mother was going through so much stress being pregnant. And so from, from that point of view, I, I, I realized that in order to just help with the psychological well-being of mother and, and unborn, I needed to do something. It takes a village to raise a child, but under lockdown, that village has all but disappeared, and psychologists say this has the potential to increase the risk of postnatal depression for new mothers. Psychologist Linda Lewis, who specializes in postpartum depression, says isolation can trigger depression and anxiety, particularly for women with newborns. The physical distancing is the most painful part around having coronavirus, the pandemic at this time, because it is so profoundly not how it is meant to be. Mothers are a special needs population at the moment, in the same way as elderly people are. She says financial strain adds to the psychological pressures. The exhaustion and the anticipatory dread of what is going to transpire. The economic strain is impacting hugely. And this is where we have to remember that there are mothers who do not have partners. There are single mothers. There are mothers in poverty. There are mothers who are starving themselves. There are mothers who don't know where they're going to get their next cent from. And who are unable to self-isolate. The survival mechanism that a mother normally has can be shattered under these circumstances. She says support is vital and women must seek medical help if their circumstances become psychologically unbearable. Women can have thoughts 
that they feel incredibly ashamed around. Thoughts of wishing they could turn back the clock. Thoughts of wanting to give their children up for adoption. This is under normal postpartum distress scenarios. And right now I am seeing that so many mothers are feeling this in a much more drastic way. And that it's actually that they are feeling, I mean, suicidal themselves, or they are feeling like they can't survive with their children. And so both of them may be in danger. For Joni, the warning signs are all around her, and she is desperately working around the clock to help women in need. There is a lot of distress, not only around the new baby, but definitely about survival, about food security. So so all of this together is really not good um, emotionally or, psychology, or psychologically, especially not the new mothers. These mummies will definitely need a, a support, uh, a targeted uh, approach in terms of helping them to remain together in terms of their, their mental health. Tanya considers herself one of the lucky ones. Her path crossed with Joni's, and she at least has some support. Her husband is out of work, she is unemployed, but she has no choice but to continue being the best mother she can be to her newborn and her three other children. The pandemic that we're facing now, we don't know where we're standing. This is a crisis. You don't know what tomorrow holds for you. So we must just take it one day at a time and trust God for whatever is going to happen next. This podcast was produced by Catherine Rice for News 24.